I want to welcome everyone back to Talking Trader Joe's. This is our 128th episode. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, we've been on hiatus for a while. Um, it's just a good time to be back at the Trader Joe's podcast. It really is. I had called you about a month ago and, mm-hmm. you know, you were in Europe and I thought, wow, that's interesting. Tell me a little bit about Europe. Was this a eat, pray, love experience <laughs> or? What can I say about Barcelona that hasn't already been said? One of the things that was creating anxiety with me was there was really no Trader Joe's there, which and it kind of disappointed me. Okay, well, all I'm asking, you know, you got these cute little shops, you know, one after the other. They're so cute. The colors, oh, the colors are beautiful. Does it hurt to just have a Trader Joe's next to one of those? And maybe a cute Trader Joe's, like a cute, you know, Barcelona type of Trader Joe's. Right, right. And, you know, we could absolutely dedicate a future episode to discussing the merits of a Trader Joe's in the Catalan region. I think there's a lot to dive into there. But for now, let's get into this week's show. My co-host Mark here has been kind enough to take us on a little tour of his last trip through Trader Joe's. I'm excited. Let's get started. So you have grabbed the red plastic container um, Mm -hmm. or perhaps the shopping cart if you're feeling ambitious. You have cleaned yourself with the lavender oil wipes and you've gotten just a little whiff of that lavender smell in your nose. So that scent as the spiritual transition point, Mm -hmm. I want you to take us on a sensory experience of Mark's last visit to Trader Joe's. Okay, so I'm walking into the Trader Joe's. If I had to pick one last Trader Joe's to go to, it would be the one at the USC campus. The USC students have so much energy there and I feed off of that. You know, I welcome that. You know, there are tons of Trader Joe's and each one has their own personality. That's right. You know, you got the Eagle Rock one, which is more of like the yoga crew. You know, they're calm, they're collective as the yoga people are. I wanna say they also keep that Trader Joe's two or three degrees cooler, I believe. This was something that I kind of talked about in the message boards. Uh, I got a lot of blowback from that. A lot of people were assassinating my character. They're kind of questioning the uniformity of Trader Joe's uh, air conditioning units from store to store in Los Angeles. I guess everything is about politics now. And you know, a lot of fake news out there. People thought that I was peddling some of that fake news, that conspiracy, if you will. We're just gonna put it out there for the Trader Joe's people to decide. Right, so you've kind of gone macro, which I sort of love about our conversations. And you've kind of set the scene, you've picked the USC, the student vibe, Trader Joe's, and you walk in, all right, tell me what you do. 99 out of 100 people would go straight for the coffee. And that is something that you do if you are kind of a level one Trader Joe shopper. A lot of people go straight for the coffee. Wait, wait, wait. Let's slow down. I like this concept, a sort of level one Trader Joe's shopper. Now, mm-hmm. well, how would you define that? Okay, so there are five levels, right? Right. Level one through level five. I would say I'm a, probably a four, okay. edging on five, but not quite there. Kind of a bodhisattva, kind of on the path. I'm on the path to five, yes. But don't don't get me wrong, I was a one. Yeah, we shouldn't forget about that, that we were all at one yes. at some point. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of fives out there that are going to pretend that they were never ones. They thought that they were going to be born fives. They were not. 
everyone starts off at one. Level one Trader Joe's. You're probably coming from the culture of Vons, you know, Superior Market, Ralph's. Right. Shops that are great, but there are ones that kind of like you were raised with. You didn't know better. It was just the one that was just the closest market to your house. It's the time of getting the most excited about the sweetest cereals, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're going for the brands. Going for the You're brands. going for the brands that you love. You're going for life cereal. You're going for kicks. You're going for uh, the Ralph's brand, which I'm not going to assassinate their character. Ralph's brand, they're doing what they're doing and that's fine. So then you go into Trader Joe's, you're a level one and you're like, where's the Hormel's chili? Where's my kick cereal? Where's my life? It's a little bit disorienting. You don't know where to go. You're not familiar with almond milk, soy milk. You're not familiar with uh, kefir. Um, there's all these weird names like hummus and tzatziki. Yeah. You're a child. You, it, you're, it's a whole nother language. Yeah. You know, it's not even in English. They're not even using words. Right. You know, it's all just uh, symbolism and imagery and hieroglyphic. So you don't know what to do and you don't know how to decipher that. And so you start making um, erratic choices. You start um, grabbing things that you don't really know what it does or what it's for. Or next thing you know, you're there for three hours and everything that you have in your cart has gotten bad or melted because you didn't start over at, um, at the dry foods, which you should have started at in the first place. Because... Well, there's one thing I say about level one. Yeah, chime in, chime in. Cause Steve, I know Steve. I know you've. I I remember I met you at level one, and I know you have a lot to say about this. Well, Go ahead. The, the thing I always say about level one is, it's either three hours or it's two minutes. Right. Right. You're right. Either, yeah. Yeah. You're either in and out as quickly as possible, or you know you're going through piece by piece right so let's let's just go through the levels quickly i know number two the way that i describe it to people is mm. it's these folks that have their shopping lists and there is x y and z and you're gonna go into the trader joe's execute these items mm -hmm. and then exit and not necessarily even tasting the food that you know they purchased at the trader joe's you know, just going home and refueling for this life that's, you know, empty, but it needs to sort of maintain this motion, this trajectory in order for it to not sort of crumble and result in clinical depression or suicide. Steve, you hit the nail on the head, trying to learn from your mistakes and bring it to level three. Life kind of plays a little trick on you because you start to realize that uh, you're coming in with your list. You know what you need. You've crossed your T's and you've dotted your I's and you think you're going to knock this out of the park. And that is when you begin to realize that you've overprepared. You go in and you have your list. You're very structured. You're rigid. You're not smiling anymore. Right. Right. It's become more mechanical for you now. You go to the coffee and uh, you drink the coffee. You have a very serious face now. And that's not fun. When the Trader Joe's attendant talks to you, mm -hmm. are you waiting for them to stop? If that's where you're at, you're probably in number three. Yes. Right. Because I would say starting with four, that's when you will engage the Trader Joe's employee. You'll maybe help with the bagging. You know, you and I were level fours. Um, we don't hold back on our level four vocabulary. Uh, we'll say it. We're not going to dumb it down for you guys. Because at level fours, um, now you are in the driver's seat. 
So when you're walking through there and you see uh, Paolo with the boxes, you know, he's unboxing the avocados. You can go up to him and, you know, talk to him about um, the season or where these avocados were grown, right? Right. And that's a high level four. Yes. But yeah, that is a four. I would say that's a four. Yeah. And I, I, w- I would not expect that from a three. No. I mean, if you're doing that as a three, you are at risk of creating a critical error on your part where you might not be invited back to that Trader Joe's anymore. So as we look at number five, I mean, it's hard to talk about number five in some ways because it's really more of an experience. Mm. You know, my daughter-in-law had this party. I probably shouldn't be saying this, but Mm -hmm. she brought out these brownies at the end. This was a, a lunch party. And, oh boy, I was under basically an altered state. And when I walked into Trader Joe's that night, I kind of sensed what it was like to be a five. Hmm. To me, a five doesn't walk through Trader Joe's. They glide. There's a sense of ease to their movements. You can usually point them out quite easily if you know what to look for. It's an interesting thing about level five. You kind of can't talk about it, right? It's a little ephemeral, right? Right, right. It is. The moment you think you've got it in your hands, it's like a butterfly. You know, the butterfly is it's flying around and it lands on a flower and then you grab it um, and you think you've got the butterfly. But then when you open uh, your hands, uh, you realize uh, you never had it at all, right? I love that image. Um, no, it's beautiful imagery. It really is. Um, the more you try to grab for it, the more it disappears. It's... The fact that we're talking about it right now is a little, it's a little offensive in some ways. I would say that if you're in stage five, the lighting, it has this buttery quality. That's, yes. oh, everything has this kind of nice glow. Mm. So if you walk into Trader Joe's and you notice this buttery tinge, you, you know, you might be a five is what I would say. Yeah, I would say that too. And, you know, right now, Steve and I, uh, you know, we're the experts on the show, right? We're level fours. So we kind of know uh, what we're talking about most of the time. But when it comes to level five, we don't really know. It's important to say that. Yeah. So we have to be very cautious here when we talk about level five. So I feel like that's that's good to give first time listeners and people who aren't on the forums a little bit of that backdrop where they kind of get the different levels and now if you're to throw out so i see a level three Mm. while i was in the you know yeah they're 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 really easy to point out right that level three they are right so then maybe the listener can have a reference now so what i want to do though is i want you to hit stop rewind and kind of lay back and and let's go back to stepping into trader joe's right so we're in there you were saying most people go to the coffee but no, you don't. You you don't. And and so I just like to know how does it feel like when you get in there? What do you do? I, I okay, so the first thing I do is at the USC parking lot, I, I step in. Um I have my bags with me. I have two or three Trader Joe's brand bags with me at, at all times. Oh, so you've invested in the purchasable bags, the, the knitted bags. Yeah, Steve, I took the dive. 
and I have those under my left armpit um, about three or four, uh, four if it's a big day. Um, so I'm kind of power walking into Trader Joe's. Right. Now, um, I know there are a lot of shopping cart people here, but I'm a level four. So I've moved on to the baskets. Uh, uh, you're more mobile. Uh, you can um, navigate your way through the store quickly. You can zigzag uh, in and out of crowds. And uh, right in front of me is the vegetable section. It's it's controversial, but I save the veggies for last because um, because I save the best for last. Uh-huh. But I also notice that the bananas are on the right side. Now you got kind of two turnstiles there. Uh-huh. You got your organic bananas, and then you got the regular ones, right? Mm-hmm. The first turnstile is the regular bananas. I kind of do a spin move around those uh kind of similar to a basketball player wow i have the basket in my hand so i can spin wow that that is high level four it no it's it's a lot of imagery and i'm kind of creating that image in your head right now because as a level four i've i've imagined this scenario in my head millions of times as a level four so i know i know all the moves that i'm doing now everyone around me is looking at me while i'm doing this and they're kind of thinking like, oh, wow, this guy is talented, like he's a natural. And that's just not true. Um, I can tell you times when I've been a level three and I've made that spin um, and I've knocked down the dates. Oh, boy. right. Yeah. I've knocked down the basil in the process and I've ruined someone else's shopping experience. And I want to make sure I don't do that. So, no, I'm not naturally talented. There's a lot of hours that go into this. After that, um, it's off to the races. I'm over to the nuts section. Right. I'm a huge nut fan. Uh-huh. Because the nuts section is a little small. Have you noticed that? It's kind of always in the corner. Yeah, sometimes navigating that. It's tricky to navigate that right. nuts, nuts section. Yeah. But at this point, I think I'm heading over to the coffee now. Okay. Right? Right. It's time to relax. It's time to kind of realize that it's halftime. I've gotten 50% of what I needed. And uh, by then, uh, the level ones will have uh, petered out of the coffee section. And uh, Fausto would have made a fresh pot by then. And I timed this, right? Right. You and your wife were having this barbecue several weeks ago. And you mentioned that you invited one of the Trader Joe's employees to the party. And I was wondering, is that is that Fausto? Yeah, so I mean, it's a little uh, uncomfortable for me to talk about. Fausto is from Brazil. He's from Sao Paulo. He's been working at Trader Joe's for about, I think, about six months now. So he's re- he's new blood, right? He's fresh. You know, he's really into soccer. So whenever I go there, I talk to him. You know, we talked about the Women's World Cup. Um, you know, so then the Trader Joe's workers, you know, they're always... They're kind of tossing little jokes uh, back and forth to each other, you know. And Yes, yes. And, you know, I kind of happened to chime in uh, with a joke of my own. And Fosso is the only one that laughed at my joke. And so that's how uh, Fosso and I got started. I love this. We've gotten to the midpoint. You've gotten all of the major grocery items out of the way. And so tell me about just kind of how your experience winds down in that second half. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of, I'm enjoying that coffee. While I'm enjoying that coffee, I'm kind of thinking about uh, where my next targets are, right? Right. It's not really a passive break. It's more of like, uh, to the level one eye, you think I'm just taking a break and I'm just kind of lollygagging when in fact I'm kind of strategizing where I need to go next, right? Right. And the first thing I'm heading to is the frozen food section. 
the orange chicken is one of the best I've ever had there. And they put them right next to the Indian fair, uh, which is great because they're both kind of from that same region. Yes. And then I'm doing another spin over to the other aisle of the frozen food section. And I'm grabbing the quinoa cowboys. Uh huh. Now, the weird thing is, is that I don't know if this is a problem for you, Steve, but on top of the freezer section, it's almost like candies. Oh, right. It's a cornucopia of treats from all through the world. It's an odd choice to put the candy on top of the freezer section, but I find it exhilarating because I'm over there and I'm grabbing my fish nuggets with my left hand and I'm grabbing the chocolate covered raisins with my right hand and I'm putting them both into my basket. And, and it's a little emotional to talk about because what other world can you do that in? <sighs> yeah when you can kind of just have all these different elements in one aisle, right? It's kind of a testament to our world and what we're kind of dealing with now. Put everything into one aisle, no borders, and no walls between the freezer section and the candy section, it's great. So I do that, I kind of do a move where I grab the fish nuggets with my left and the chocolate raisins with my right, I put them both into my basket at the same time. Wow, that's quite an image and sort of the perfect place to end this week. I mean, I don't know if, you know, maybe there's an epilogue if you want to say something about your final checkout process, your interaction with the cashier staff. It's a peaceful process. You know, at that point when you're at level four. Yeah, it's almost like the post-coital. Yeah, no, yeah. And I know a lot of our listeners are laughing at the moment. They're rolling their eyes because sex is uncomfortable to them and stuff. So, but I mean, no, it's, it's special. Like I look into the cashier's eyes and, um, and uh, he uh, looks into mine. Um, it's usually Fausto at that moment. And we don't really have to make small talk. He looks at my basket and then he looks back up at me. And he looks at my bags and he looks back up at me again. And, and it's kind of a special moment. We, we, and then he scans my items. Wow. And then scans my parking pass. And then I'm off. Well, that's going to be our show. Mark, thank you for spending this time with me. No, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm, I love being here. Thanks, guys. Stay safe. We'll see you next time. Before we sign off here, just want to offer a quick thank you to our engineering staff, Mike Steed and Steve Groth. And then, of course, a shout out to our executive producer, Lauren Xavier, who is really the meat and potatoes of this operation. Thanks, Lauren, and we'll see you all next week.